You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Hello, hello, and welcome to Tell All Tuesday number nine of the Wander Well Podcast. This is your host, Katie J. And today, I want to stop and take a step back because I just got off of a interview with a woman named Jen Whalen and you guys will hear from her in a few weeks when I'm able to edit that and add it to the podcast and she is an incredible human who leads retreats for women and she's leading one here at Bodhi Surf in Yoga Camp in November. And she has a company called True North Adventures. And she is helping people to connect with their souls. And to connect and align with their souls. Not just connect, but also align with it. And to follow the true happiness that we all seek in life. And during our conversation, which kept on getting interrupted because... The Wi-Fi here, as you guys all know, probably by now you've heard me. You've heard me complain about the Wi-Fi. It has this obstacle of the Wi-Fi has allowed me to really seek the present moment, which I I love. It makes it very difficult to run a business, though. So, if it sounds like I'm complaining about the Wi-Fi, I hope you know that I really do appreciate everything that this spotty Wi-Fi situation has given me which has been a lot of time to myself, a lot of time in nature, and I'm very thankful for that. But it did inter- it did interrupt this wonderful conversation I was having with Jen over and over again. <laughs> and it dawned on me to ask her, and I didn't get a chance to ask her this during the interview, so I'll probably follow up with her and get her answer for when her interview airs. But she used the word soul right? Let's align with our soul. What does that mean? A lot of people are like, that sounds cool, but I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And if that is you, that is okay. That is completely okay because it's just like walking into a yoga class and someone's speaking Sanskrit. You want to know what's going on, but you're not there yet and that's okay. So I can give you my explanation of a soul and you can look up your own explanation of a soul. You can read The Alchemist and get Paulo Coelho's explanation of a soul. But mine is that a soul, and wait, let me back up. This is all coming from someone who grew up in a Christian household, uh, who questioned her faith for quite some time in young adulthood, and then ended up re-accepting that Christianity is a part of her life and will always be a part of my life because it is a stepping stone to getting to this greater understanding of my personal relationship with God and your personal relationship with God. So, with that said, my understanding of what a soul is, it's that thing inside you that has your likes and dislikes. It has the things that make you excited, 
the feeling of being in love is held in the soul, the feeling of profound sadness and empathy is also found in the soul. But then you have the body, right? And then there's the body that feels body pain. It feels aching and it feels it feels when it's been cut open, right? We feel that in our body. It can the body can smell, but the soul can associate that smell with a memory. The body can do workouts. But what it teaches the soul in a workout is how to push through your limits. So you have the body and you have the soul. And some people live thinking that those two are separate. And so they go about their life not taking care of their body and not putting things into their body that nourish it. Because they also don't understand the relationship to doing that with your soul either. You know, people say you are what you eat. Your soul is literally reflected in how you feed your body. If you are feeding your body something good and you're noticing the amazing benefits of that or you're exercising and sweating and pushing past your limits and you are noticing a result, you're teaching your soul that it can do the same thing. That when there are emotional challenges and when there are obstacles that you think this, there's no way I'm going to get over this breakup or there's no way I can live without this person, you teach your soul that it can push past those things and it's going to use those things and it's going to take that pain and it's going to turn it into something powerful, extremely powerful. And not just powerful as you as a physical being being powerful, but that your soul can now connect with other souls on that topic of pushing past your limits. If you watch, oh, I need to go back and check that episode. There's an episode of Black Mirror. I think it's in the fourth season and it's about a girl who goes and visits this crime museum and I'm not going to give away too much but in the crime museum they discuss a crime that was committed you know this is tv right but it was a crime that was committed where a man his wife was in a coma and her body was still and numb but her soul was still awake and they explain this to him very clearly and he understands it oh it's basically you know how they depict it is there's an actress in her head that says hey i want to see our son but obviously the body's not responding hey i still love you you know is trying to communicate with him but but she can't and that to me is a really awesome depiction of the soul and the body disconnection and how the body can still be laying there seemingly still but the soul is awake and alive and has emotions and feelings and something to say and so when Jen kept bringing up she helps people align with their soul that's a really profound space to work in because 
she doesn't necessarily have the option to just go roll into a middle school class and start talking about that or into any old office building. Her clientele are people that understand the difference between body and mind, between body and soul. And she runs retreats to help people do that. Now, I think that is just completely incredible because, and brave, there just aren't that many people who make that distinction between body and soul. And so she is extremely brave for taking the route as a businesswoman in a realm that a lot of people won't even touch. Whoa. Last Wednesday, I got a text from my dad and some people are in constant contact with their parents. There's some sawing going on in the background and I keep pausing for it, but I'm just going to have to keep talking. So if you hear it in the background, I apologize. But I got a call or a text from my dad last Wednesday and it basically said, Granny's not doing good, that our mom has been called to go be with her and to just stay put for more information. And so I'm not a mess. I'm fine. I understand what's going on. My grandmother has been in a lot of pain for a long time and she's on a lot of medication to regulate that. She's experienced dementia and doesn't really recognize anybody anymore. And at that point, it was clear, it sounded like she was heading out. Her soul was exiting her body, right? There was some sort of shift that was trying to happen and it wasn't, it didn't happen. She's up and watching TV now, just so everyone knows she's fine for now, as we all are, right? We're all going to eventually, we're all going to eventually not be fine. We're all going to eventually, no wait, I take that back. In the end, we will all be fine. Our souls will detach from our body and something will happen. I don't know what will happen. I don't. I'm not there yet to kind of try to figure out what it is that exactly happens when our soul detaches from our body. My, my, the religion that I grew up with taught me one thing, but it also taught me a lot of things that I don't necessarily think are true. So I, I don't know what happens when our soul detaches from our body. I am driven by the notion that it's all going to be fine. <laughs> it's probably not going to seem that much different than where we are right now. But what my grandma is likely experiencing, in my understanding, is that her soul is starting to slip into whatever it is that's on the other side and is fighting it. It's like, no, there's something... I'm not ready for that yet, is what she's saying. I'm not ready for that yet. And what I'm wondering is why? Why is she not ready for that? What is what is on the other side that she is seeing? And she's saying, no. Because my religion taught me that as you're slipping into that state, that you're going to heaven. We should all be going to heaven. So why would anyone fight that? If you feel yourself slipping into heaven, into eternal bliss with God, why would you fight that? And so it makes me wonder, what was she seeing? She's back. She's watching TV, probably Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. But what was on the other side of, you know, heartbeats slipping away? We need to call the relatives in. This might be it. Whatever it was that she was, whatever it was, she was not ready for. And so she started coming back. So she's here. She's chilling for a little bit. She'll be fine. We'll all be fine. I was more worried about how to get home. 
case her soul did decide to go. Anyways, there's been a lot of talk about souls and bodies and obstacles, death. I'm going to end on a lighter note. Tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, Wednesday, April 4th, it's my dog's birthday and he's turning three years old. He's a boxer. His name's Huli. And if anyone else lights up when they talk about their dogs, let me know. (laughs) If anyone else lights up when they talk about their dogs, let me know. Because what is that? What is that little, oh my gosh, or something that loves me unconditionally type of love that you now love that thing for? It's so hard to describe, but it's just, oh, they're just so precious. Anyways, so... It's my dog's birthday tomorrow, and it was Tucker's birthday yesterday, and Tucker comes to Costa Rica tomorrow, and I've decided to leave him off the podcast due to some feedback that I got and some internal reflection that I did and think it is nice to keep it as a female perspective. If you want to hear from Tucker, you can... You can just sit tight because there will probably be something out soon that includes him at some point. Gonna speak that into existence. Boom. Watch it happen. (laughs) But Tucker gets here tomorrow and boy, talk about the obstacles, right? Just three months apart. It's not even that much. And we haven't even really spent that much time physically in the same space. But when you love someone and you have to spend X amount of time away from them, you know there's an end. You know there's an end to it. I'm not talking about you don't know when you're going to see your loved one again. I'm talking about you know the exact date and time of that end. I've never experienced this before, you guys. I've never experienced love sick. It's like, bleh, gag me. But I share this with you guys today because I didn't ever think there would be a time where I would feel lovesick. I spent the last seven years of my life single and I was so dependent on me. I was the only one I was dependent on. I didn't need anybody else and I still don't. I know I can exist on my own. That's what that seven years did. That's what that seven years taught me. But now I have this icing on the cake. And for those of you who are in a place where you're looking for love and you're not really sure where to find it, I would encourage you to connect with your soul, connect your body with your soul. You will start to realize that you alone are love and you don't need anybody else. Everything that you need to find love is already inside of you. And when you realize that, love will come pouring into your life. It's fantastic. It's incredible. It's euphoric. But you have to first love yourself. That's why I talk about self-care. That's why I talk about wellness. You have to love yourself, take care of yourself, fill up your own cup first. Connect with me on Instagram at wander with an A well podcast at wander well podcast. 
connect with me, and talk to me about your soul. Send me a direct message. Send me an email. Talk to me about what's going on with your soul. Maybe you have no idea. I want to know that too. I have no idea what you're even talking about. Soul, body, separation. That's okay. I want to know those things. I want to know who's who's my audience, who's listening. Where are you guys at in your journey? What do you want more of? What food can I bring to your soul? Connect with me and let me know. Thank you guys so much again for listening today. Hope you guys have a great, great rest of your day and your week or weekend, whenever it is that you're listening to this. Just have a good one. You deserve it. You are love. Okay, I got up, took my headphones off, turned the fan back on, started moving things around. I had one more thought that I need to share with you guys. When I was talking about food for the soul, do you guys remember those books, Chicken Soup for the Soul? It was all really heartfelt stories that were meant to arouse something in your soul that is the chicken soup for the soul or this chicken soup for the body right so there's a separation on how we feed our soul versus how we feed our body but they're very similar feeding your body good food veggies ancient grains healthy fats all those good things is similar to feeding your soul in a song that makes you happy or a book that ignites your imagination or a church service that brings you to tears or a trip to the wall of Mecca to fulfill your lifelong desire to circle it. We can all feed our soul in different ways. And that's one thing that I am a huge proponent of is finding what feeds your soul because I found a little bit of that in Christianity. I found this excitement and this willingness to break down social barriers in order to connect with a higher being. And I thought that was really powerful. What I didn't feel the connection with with Christianity were these so hard and fast, this is the only way. And it's our job to go and tell everyone else that their way is wrong. And... That, to me, seemed like we were trying to make all of the souls need the same thing. But if all of our bodies ate the same thing, some people would have allergic reactions. That would, they would not find nourishment. Some people are allergic to apples. I love apples. And for someone to say this higher governing body to say we're all gonna eat apples well that chick over there is poisoned that's not cool she doesn't find nourishment in apples and so i think when we feed our souls good quality soul food (laughs) maybe that's why they call it soul food (laughs) but the soul food that i'm talking about is the food like a church service like a book like a song like a vacation and everyone vacations differently too and and you guys probably get the point that i'm trying to make which is all of our souls need something different so to in order to say this is the only in one way you're gonna polarize yourself because some people are not gonna feel that feel that in their hearts They'll stand amongst the crowd and go through the motions, but they're not going to feel it. 
in which case have they ever even met God? Prohibiting someone from meeting God because they cannot find a way to even connect with their own soul. Okay, my rant is over. I just needed to add those, add those few notes for you guys to chew on. Have a good one. <laughs>